Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film, TV, and now gaming podcast. Let's do an initial reaction to Hogwarts Legacy. Hello, movie friends. We got our letter to Hogwarts. James and I got the advanced deluxe edition of Hogwarts Legacy, and we've already gotten about 10 or 12 hours each of gameplay in this past few days. James, what are your initial reactions? It's wild. My initial reactions are I'm so glad that we shut down the Hogwarts Legacy podcast that we were doing because it would have been impossible to keep up with the workload because this game is so goddamn huge and detailed, and there's the scope is massive there's so many things to do i've barely scratched the surface of of all the quests and challenges and what they offer and the devs just did the developers did an incredible job at making hogwarts uh, internally exteriors and just the castle the inner workings the classrooms the characters the npcs your character and it's just incredible the world they developed and you can clearly see so much love and attention to detail and passion went into this game because these people, they're just like us. They wanted to explore Hogwarts when they were young, reading the books, watching the movies. It's, it's the dream to like go to Hogwarts and run around. And now you actually can. And compared to the other games, it's, there's no competition. This is the most superior Harry Potter game ever made. And those were obviously made with the restrictions of get it out in a year. You have to finish this game in one year when the movie comes out. So they, they had limited resources. But they took their time and the multiple delays... And now it finally came out. It's 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 incredible, and this it seems to live up to the hype. And the hype machine for this was massive, and the anticipation is at a it was at a fever pitch because for the first game in a video game franchise to get so much attention, it's I think un, unheard of. Usually it'll be like from whatever the sequels and and later editions, but for the first game, and I'm sure this is going to be a franchise to be so heavily anticipated. It's obviously because of how loved the IP is. And I think they really knocked it out of the park. I think they they really hit their mark. And it was probably, it could have been bad. But I think everything I've done in the game so far has been fantastic. And I love the world they built. I love the new things that they've included into the game that aren't in the movies. It's a really interesting environment that they've created. I like how they've expanded Hogwarts Castle to include some new structures. And I haven't gotten very far. I just got... I just got my broom and I've learned just a couple new spells. You're a little bit further than me, but so far I'm having the time of my life when I'm playing. The combat is really engaging and very fun, even though I've only gotten maybe less than half of the spells in the utility kit. So I can't wait to learn new spells and play around with them. But so far from the combat I've had so far, it's just been really, really exciting and challenging too. And I also love the character build. I got my character to look pretty close to me, and your character looks just like you as well. It's cr The hair is just, like, spot on with your <laughs> hair. And I like the the clothing options. It took us a little bit to figure out that <clears throat> you don't have to wear something. So, like, if you want to wear a hat because of, its, uh, because of its XP points to add to, like, your defense, you don't have to actually visually have it on you. So it took me, it took us a little bit to figure that out. You had like a, a ridiculous outfit on just Boomer. for just for all the stats upgrades. And I so it, we're still learning the ropes, but I think they're doing a really fantastic job of slowly rolling things out. It's like 
you don't get to fly right away. You don't get all the spells right away. You don't get your remove requirement right away. You don't get the vivarium right away. They are taking their time. And also a lot of the early quests, they're building up your abilities and teaching you how to play, basically. And I like how they aren't giving you everything at, at once and you have to really play for quite a bit amount of, quite amount of time to get these really cool features like a broomstick. And there are pros and cons to this game. Obviously, I think for the old gen consoles, it's been delayed for a, a month? couple months. Yeah. They can't play until April 4th if you have like Ooh. a PS4 or Xbox One. We have a PS5, and PS5 also comes with an exclusive quest, and you get your own shop, which we'll get into. We can talk about that a little later. I haven't even made that far, but when you said, like, I'm further along than you in the game, it, it, it's so hard to even put, a, a like, a metric on that because there's so many different branches of things you can do where, sure, I've done a little more of the story and the main campaign stuff, but you've done other quests that I haven't even seen at oh, yeah. all and other oh, yeah. challenges, and there's just—it's just— it's just overwhelming almost to an extent it's like you get on your broom or you look at the map it's like what the hell do i do now there's do i go there do i go there there's too many options maybe that's a con but well i I would say that's definitely not it because i just played assassin's creed valhalla and that map was overwhelming and that had way too much but this this is like everything's unique yeah yeah but yeah so assassin's creed valhalla when i would open the map i would be like oh my god there's like 200 things to do that was overwhelming but and they're all the same yeah they're all pretty pretty similar but where with this with these maps and we've only unlocked just Hogsmeade and a little bit outside, a little bit north of it. There are a lot of quests, but it's not even close to the number of other games that kind of feel overwhelming for RPGs. And for me, just coming off Valhalla, when I look at the map, I'm like, not overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. I have time to do all these things. With the other game, it was like, I don't have time to do every mystery and all get all this loot. It's just way too much to do. I feel like the map so far is pretty perfect where it's big and it looks like it's going to be quite large, but not too big. And they, like you said, they do a really good job exposing you to specific things early, but hiding and preventing you from doing things later on. It takes you a while to like get a broom and then be able to buy a broom and fly. And they just r- slowly reveal more and more. And then you'll spend your time like for like two or three hours, you'll be outside the castle doing crazy stuff. And like, oh, then you go back inside Hogwarts. Like, oh, there's plenty of stuff to do in here still. I haven't been inside in a while. Mm. It's just, it's just, a, a bunch of uh, stuff to do. I don't even know. I, I can't even think. <laughs> well, right now. I would say the quests are really fun. They're just a little side quest, and they actually have pretty good rewards. Other games I've played, I mean, you're doing these little quests, but like the reward is like, is it was it even worth the time? But with these quests, like I just did a random side quest. I didn't know what would come of it, and I and I went into this underground herbology lair, and there was devil snare and stuff, and I was like, this is so cool. Like this is fantastic, and it was pretty pretty awesome reward for that little side quest. So I like how. They're making the little side quests still worth your time, still worth doing. It's it's either you're experiencing something really cool and also getting a pretty solid reward, which makes it like it's a valuable experience to do rather than just having a ton of side quests with just like hardly any kind of rewards and not really anything changing. I like how the side quests are actually worth your time. And I'm really enjoying the combat. It was a little awkward at first, and especially once you start learning more spells and unlocking with your talent points and XP points. The ability to hold more sections of spells and you can end up slotting 16 total you have four different slots with four spells each and you can assign spells in all these different locations as well as other things like what you do with the the animals with petting them and feeding them so you can assign <laughs> those but you'll get 16 optional spells the unforgivable curses i'm absolutely 100 percent going <laughs> to use as much as possible and i actually practice with those in the uh the dark arts arena which you can only get if you got the deluxe version 
The combat's a little weird at first, though, because when you're switching between those slotted those slots of spells in the middle of combat, sometimes you forget to use them, sometimes you hit the wrong buttons, and it, it, it takes a little while, but I like that because I didn't want it to be too easy, and also, how do you make a game complex enough to have 16 spells at your disposal at any time, as well as making it doable, and the average person be able to pull it off if you practice and I think they they really came up with a very solid system that I'm still getting used to but I'm not upset about it I'm not like annoyed by it I think it's the, really kind of the no-brainer only way to have approached it and the combat in general is really terrific using all the different spells they all are so unique in terms of what they do visually as well as the presentation of them and learning them is super fun but I, I love bouncing around the spells and practicing them and I'm still working on switching between the slot spells and getting used to what's there. Yeah, and using the different slots gives you the ability to use more spells. So if you're you use like some good spells in your first slot, while those are cooling down, you can switch to the second slot and use some other spells. Uh, and then you can just when I want to have four slots so that I can just like never have to worry about waiting for a decent spell to cool to cool down again. And so. It's it's obviously a lot to handle at first, but I feel like the more you play, it's gonna be like second nature, and you won't even it won't even be a thing you're thinking about it at some point. And what's your favorite spell so far? My favorite spell. It's tough to choose because there's so many great ones. I'm really into Incendio, but also Expelliarmus, man. When you're battling everything except for like a troll at this point because I'm not strong enough to disarm one. Expelliarmus is really, really helpful, especially when you're dealing with a bunch of different enemies. You can just disarm them real quick. But they're all really incredible. I just learned Defindo, which is so cool. It's like giant basically spinning sword that slices things in half. Whoa. It's pretty baller. Other spells that I love, I love just like the combos of Leviosa, Accio, and then combining those with a bunch of different spells as well. Stupefy, the defensive spell, is really effective as and I like I, how they have the striking spell. Yeah. The, the R2 striking spell that can just put on some decent damage if you have enough stats up. I like how they threw that in where you're not just doing uh, important spells, but like it's a way of just like hitting enemies. Ancient magic, though, is the, the sickest sick stuff. Yeah. It's the L1, R1 combo for ancient magic when you have enough in your meter. I got to use it more because when I've played and beat The Last of Us, one of my biggest regrets after I finished was like constantly saving onto my munitions and like yeah. holding them dear and close because I was worried that like I would face like a foe that I would need <laughs> everything for. And by the end of the game, I had this arsenal, but I was still just killing people with like my, my most simplified weapons or simple weapons. Also having fun at the same time, but yeah, yeah. towards the end of the game, I was like, fuck it. I was just tossing Molotovs everywhere. And, and using yeah, I remember like I, I was watching you playing it at one point. I was like, have you ever thrown a Molotov cocktail? I was like, you were like, no, never. I was like, do it. Well, that was really early. That's not like I was done with the game. But I, yeah, yeah. I saw that was you, like my first couple hours. I just saw you in a fight yesterday and you weren't using your ancient magic. And you. And I was like, bro, get in there. Yeah, I got to use it more. And then the combos, because you can really do a good job of using ancient magic and then replenishing that meter yeah. as long as you get the combos down. So like the, the ancient, the combat I'm still like getting good at and getting used to, but a great way to practice and to XP up is just going to the battle arenas and the dark arts one's the coolest because you get access to the unforgivable curses. Before you get to learn them, you can't keep them outside the arena, but when you're in the arena, you get them all. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Once that I unlock that, I'm going to be in there for quite some time. You can just time. go there and do it it's anytime. It's like the hyperbolic time chamber. Do it anytime you want. <laughs> oh, I can do it right now? Yeah, you just have to break some stuff to get in. Oh, interesting. Just break some pots. I'll, I'll show you where it is. All right, yeah, show me where it is. That would be fun. I would love to do that. And I, I love... I, the, the story's getting pretty cool. It's I like how there's this ancient magic thing because obviously this isn't like the narrative and this isn't like 
part of the lore that was created, but and it's made for video games. So the story has the narrative has to facilitate challenges and quests and stuff. So I think the the story team did a really solid job so far of explaining what's going on as well as factoring in the players need to be doing action sequences quite often. So we get to throw this into the narrative for some, some for some reason. So I like what we're seeing so far. I really love Hogsmeade. I think Hogsmeade is a big highlight of the game. All these stores that you're so familiar with from the from the games. I just I just took the the underground corridor behind the one-eyed witch statue, came into the basement of Honeydew because I was like, oh my god, that was this so is, fun this because is it's in the book. And yeah, I was like, oh, the one-eyed witch statue. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it, and I just I, I love wandering around Hogsmeade, especially as you unlock more shops, and it's it's interesting how how much money you can generate in this game and how how much galleons play into the game it's it's interesting you're you're like your own little business person it's important selling selling all this stuff and trying to generate as much money as you can so you can buy things so i but i would say my one con of the game so far is how few gear slots you have because i've been finding it kind of annoying when i'm on a quest and i find a chest and i'm like oh i can't even take this item and i can't even look at what it is because my gear slots are full and so I, I wish that there were more gear slots so you didn't have to have that situation come into play every time you found a chest. Just do more Merlin trials because those open up your gear slots. So I'm at like over 20 gear slots right now. Okay. So I'm usually pretty good. But I think they, they do that on purpose because they want you to sell stuff to get money because they, they want you to know how important having income and revenue is consistently. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. So they want you to sell stuff and also, you know, yeah, but I, I, I want to I want to sell, but sometimes I forget to sell stuff, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to throw this out. Just, just, dude, flu flames to Hogsmeade. The flu flames are great. Sell it immediately. It takes two minutes, bro. Flu flames are. Yeah, no, I'm talking about when I'm on a quest. Oh, th whenever That's, I'm when I'm in the I'm, middle of whenever one. I'm gonna do one, I'm just I sell everything. Well, I will now, except I will for now. my legendary stuff. Mostly, I I try to have as much legendary stuff as possible because it's the best stuff and. It has the most potential for upgrades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the loom that I just got in my room for requirement, which is such a room of requirement. Room of requirement, <laughs> which is so incredible. It's both, okay? Harry says it in the movies, room four, multiple times. Which movie? I can't remember. Someone fact check him. Order of the Phoenix. Someone fact check room him. Room for requirement. Someone says it multiple times like I don't that. Think Harry anyways, says it. room of requirement, where you, I finally got my vivarium so I can. Capture beasts. I love how like when you do it, you're you're saving beasts and you're protecting them, but then you just steal. You're protecting them from poachers in the wild, basically. But then you can just sell the hell out of them and make a ton of money. <laughs> they're going to good homes. Yeah, they're going. Yeah. yeah, that lady takes care of them. But also in the vivarium, you can have your own animals, and when you treat them well and, and take care of them, you get properties and animal be magical beast properties like feathers or fur, whatever you need to increase the damage and upgrades and, and attributes to your wardrobe and your attire as well as for potion making potion making is really fun in the yeah. requirement with the potions table that you make so potion this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm on that Wigan Weld potion yeah, all day. It's so important. Like I was like, I made a bunch of potions and I wasn't using them in combat besides just the healing one. I'm like, I gotta just start oh, yeah. using the crap out of these. They amp up your battle. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's excellent. Why not? Hell, hell yeah, going guns blazing. Because <laughs> I did a, I just did a quest where I went in a tomb to get a helmet and I fought a bunch of Inferi for the first time. And I was just like going in potions, gun blazing. Like I was like drinking everything I could. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah, because and I like the the Enduris potion is really helpful. I was fighting a big boss and I just like kept using Enduris and I wouldn't even have to move because you you become pretty impenetrable with the with the uh, skill point I got, the ability point I added. And so I would just stand there and he couldn't even do anything to me. I was, <laughs> I was just unloading on him. It was great. So it's super helpful to use the potions and it's it you don't really see how valuable they are at first. When you start doing combat, but now that you you and I both know how important the potions are, if anyone's not using the potions, get on them. They help out so much with battle, especially the the maxima potion to max out your your uh, your uh, spell um, XP and make makes you a much more fearsome foe against your enemies. And I, I really am enjoying the combat. It's it's super fun. I also just love just flying around, and it's it's crazy flying the broom. It's very very exciting and. I think the the movement and controls of the of the flying is pretty perfect. It's it was obviously a, a awkward at first, but within a couple minutes you get the hang of it, and then now it's just so much fun to fly around. And I like how they did the controls where both joysticks are going up and down, left or right, as well as controlling the camera. And it's just a joy to fly. And I can't wait to upgrade my broom. I wonder if it's a precursor to Quidditch. Obviously, there's no Quidditch in this game. It seems like they they I think they abandoned it while they were developing the game, probably because it was going to take too long to, and it, maybe they wouldn't admit this deadline, which was even delayed. But I know they were a year in on developing the Quidditch, but they just left it. So I'm sure that'll be something that's coming down the road, whether it's going to be a DLC or a sequel to the game, because obviously they explained it narratively. The narrative is exceptional in this game. I think it's it's really terrific so far, and I'm curious. Since I suspect everybody, I don't even trust Fig <laughs> completely. But the narrative explaining why there's no Quidditch with Professor Black shutting it down, which is really interesting. I'm just, it's been very canonical. They've done a great job. I, at first, I thought this guy Percival was going to be Dumbledore's father. It was really interesting to pick a character with the same first name as Albus Dumbledore's father, especially because if it's 1890, Dumbledore's coming into Hogwarts in 1892 as a first year. But I like how they, there's no interactions with real canonical characters because. I, I thought Sirius Black, like one of the Sirius Blacks would be in this game, like his great-grandfather grandfather, because there was a Sirius Black student at the same time as Phineas Nigelis Black being headmaster. But I think it's smart because it doesn't take away from the character because this is, this is your big journey. This is your experience. You don't want it overshadowed by another student who's more maybe more powerful than you, like a Sirius Black would be, or like an Albus Dumbledore would be. It would just overshine you and your story and experience for the first time, I'm guessing. But I guarantee in a sequel... There'll probably be like an Albus Dumbledore storyline. We'll see. We'll see. But I think, yeah, they're doing a good job for 
it's uh, obviously JK is not writing this, but the, the team's doing a fantastic job with the narrative. I also like how, even though it's not well famous characters from the lore, it's still everything else that we love. Like I, I used Mandrakes in a fight yesterday, and to be able to brew Mandrakes is just like such a fun thing. I think the Room of Requirement is absolutely another highlight of the game so far. Being able to brew potions, being able to grow different kinds of plants, buying seeds at the store, uh, buying different kinds of th things to add to potions. I think it's so much fun and to have the room of requirement where you can do all this is just like such a brilliant idea. So I like how they've included, even though they don't have Quidditch, I thought it was just brilliant to include the room of requirement to, to include a vivarium where you can uh, raise animals. Those are really terrific additions that I wasn't expecting until obviously I saw the trailer and stuff, but really genius stuff to throw in the game. And I can't wait to get the vivarium. I haven't gotten it yet, but I can't wait to go looking for animals to save and, and grow around the world. Yeah, save and sell. That's sell. what I've been doing. And it looks like there are quite a lot of villages uh, on the expanded map outside of Hogsmeade and Hogwarts grounds. And it looks like there's a lot of places to discover and things to do outside of those two maps, which you start in. And I'm, I'm really excited to explore and see what those places have to offer. I like the map, how it's this three-dimensional map. It, it's not just a 2D. It's like a hologram kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And it took me a second to realize how to use the flu -flus. You have to like click on the flag of each of each wing of the castle, and then it opens up the abilities, the uh, the places for each one of those wings. The, f the first time I had to go back to Raven... I had to, the first time I had to use the flu network to go back to Hogwarts... And go back to, uh, I had to go to the Ravenclaw common room. I was like, how do I get to the common room? And I was like on the map for like five minutes. I was like, where is it? And then I was like, oh, click on the flag, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, or you go to the section of like the annex yeah, yeah, the yeah, south, yeah. south quarter. It's really, really huge and massive. And, and it's the flu flames are so important because it would take forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. To do anything if you didn't have the <laughs> flu flames. And I love how they're everywhere and you unlock them all over the place. Because you really need that. But also flying around your broom is so exciting. And, and again, there's so much to do. So many little mini side quests and challenges that I haven't even explored or discovered that are just inside the castle, outside the castle, in the Forbidden Forest. It's really cool how you can just go fight enemies anytime you want. Whether it's these poachers that have this little campsite or goblins who have a campsite. <laughs> or, or animals. Animals. Those giant wolves or those big toad guys in the river. You can just... Go around fighting people anytime you want, getting XP, gathering. The loot in this game is the awesome. Loot. It's everywhere, constantly looting. It's so damn fun. It's just a really engaging and entertaining game, and it's been a, a wonderful experience. I'm trying to get some some quick some more uh, hours in before I'm going on a, a little trip this week for about four or five days. I'll be away, so I won't get to play. So Anthony's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna beat the game basically when I'm gone. <laughs> so I'm trying to get some hours in before I leave. On Monday morning, but otherwise I'm having an exceptionally fun time finally and, going to Hogwarts. And the music is excellent. The music is really, they did a standout job. Every common room has a great theme. And every place, every wing of the castle, it's amazing what they've done with the music. And it just feels like the world, like the Wizarding World. Hogsmeade's theme is really terrific. Uh, there's so many... So many themes in the movie, depending on what shop you're in, depending on what room you're in, and I just love listening. I love playing with the headphones on because I like just like hearing the music as as clearly as possible, and it's it's just a different experience having the headphones on with the sound effects and stuff. But I'm really loving what the composers did 
and all the music that's been crafted for the game has just really been exceptional. It's so cool because you can hear little themes from specific points of the movies, like in the Order of the Phoenix, there's those great themes like oh yeah sure yeah you hear like the themes from like the Dumbledore's army from the room of requirement themes from the specific movies or points of the movies just kind of played in not exact notes but like just little little samples of reminiscing and just kind of tones that sound just like them in different parts so like you'll enter a section of the game and it's like that sounds just like this part of this movie it's really engaging it really brings you in and makes you feel like you're in an actual harry potter movie yeah and in the in the classes are fun i did a herbology class i've done potions class the flying class so i love how they're implementing using classes to learn spells defense against the dark arts stuff so i love that uh, you could actually attend classes the teachers are, are all really interesting and very eclectic group of, of characters. They've done a good job creating them. And also, I love... JK always was amazing at making really cool names for characters and just so memorable names. And they're doing a good job of sticking with that by crafting really interesting sounding names that kind of... that seem like they would fit into the Wizarding World. And some of them are really fantastic. But I like... Uh, all, the, all the voice actors are doing a phenomenal job. Everyone is very entertaining and... Uh, they all feel like they're very own individuals, and I, I just enjoy interacting with them all. It can get some of the narrative stuff can get boring, but I'm really glad there's a skip button. You hit that triangle, oh, you yeah. can skip and go through dialogue pretty quickly because sometimes it can go on and on, and you're just sitting there watching them talk for. Well, like, sometimes it's like they're just like they ask you what happened yesterday, and then you explain like the quest you went on. It's like I already know what happened. So <laughs> triangle, 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 triangle. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. <laughs> sometimes I'll do an entire lesson and I skip the whole thing until the end because. <laughs> you can skip all the cinematics pretty much that you don't want to go through. Sometimes you have to if it's really important, like on a quest. But some of the classes and stuff, you can skip the entirety of the interactions. And then when it's over, it says like in the in the text on the left what you're supposed to do next. Yeah. So you figure it out. You don't have to watch every single thing. Yeah, they, they give you directions. Because it, it would take – it eats up a lot of time if you're watching every single piece of dialogue spoken. Oh, for sure. For sure. I agree. I skip quite a bit too. So it's not exactly a con because they have the skip button. But yeah, if they I, didn't, then I, I feel like every video game, they, it does have some – most narratives do have some filler. So I, I was skipping a ton in Assassin's Creed. I was like, get out of here. Skip, 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 skip. And when it comes to the houses, obviously I'm Slytherin, Anthony's Ravenclaw. We've heard that – Hufflepuffs have access to a side quest where they go, I believe, to Azkaban and you interact with Dementors. I don't believe you fight Dementors. I think the person or the teacher you're with is the one who battles the Dementors for you. But you still only Hufflepuffs have this quest where they get to go to Azkaban and do that, which is pretty damn cool. I certainly I certainly hope that they add Expecto Patronum and Dementors into the game. Hopefully. I don't think they will. I, I, that's something that if that's not in the game, I will be kind of bummed about. I think that that'll be something that's added in the next game. I hope so. I believe I that so. Expecto Patronum and the charm has been confirmed as not being in the game. Damn. Well, I hope, I mean, maybe they'll add it in the future. It's possible. So I hope they do because I, I, that would be fantastic to be able to do Expecto Patronum against uh, Dementors. Like, that would be excellent. That would be awesome. That would be so much fun. That, that would be really cool. But it's cool. I just saw I saw the, bl the, the lake yesterday. Walking through the Forbidden Forest, it's like, oh my god, this is crazy. I feel like th these famous scenes from the movies and you get to walk around them, it's so much fun. Yeah, and there's just, again, it's so explorable. There is so much to do. And like I said, sometimes I get overwhelmed because like I don't know what to do. But then it's just like 
it's not going to be over in a week. Like this is a game that you're going to play for a while mm-hmm. and you just got to take your time with it and explore yeah. and have fun and just yeah. enjoy it. And if you want to goof off in the castle for a couple hours, just do that. But if you want to go on like a serious quest, then you have the option of doing that constantly. And I will say coming off the game, I just played every quest kind of felt the same. And I was, I got pretty, got pretty repetitive and I got bored. And so far every quest here has been completely different from the one before it. So I think they're doing uh, a, a remarkable job of keeping it interesting and keeping it fresh as you keep going along. Fresh. Fresh. But I'm loving the game. I'm having so much fun. And I can't wait to... Uh, I'm actually going to play once we sign off here. Have you uh, changed <laughs> seasons yet? Is it, has it? Yeah, I got to fall. You got to fall? Yeah. I'm in fall right now. I can't wait to get to winter. But also, I believe in the fall, I should be able to put up like decorations in my room of requirement. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that option. It's crazy how I, customizable yeah. this game is. Not yeah. just with your character, but also like in the room of requirement... You get to do whatever you want. Me and Anthony's totally different personalities. I look like an evil colonial pirate, and I have white hair now. And then Anthony just looks like Anthony with glasses. And also, I, I, I have the student robes because I still want to feel like a student. Yeah, you know? and my, I, I, I love my, I have like these black leather You look robes. like a vampire from the Victorian yeah, England. Yeah, I do. Actually, yeah. that's what I'm going for. And then um, Anthony, but my room of requirement is so dark and green and gloomy, and it's it seems like you're in the Forbidden Forest, whereas Anthony's is a lot lighter. And I I did the the blue moonlight one, yeah, more welcoming. And I did I did Gothic architecture. Well, every one of the options is a di- it depends on it's basically alluding to the house. Yeah, there's the green. I have you have the green aesthetic. I have the blue aesthetic, Slytherin Ravenclaw. Then there's the the warm aesthetic, and then the greenery aesthetic so obviously Gryffindor and Hufflepuff and all the objects that you can customize they have those just made for archetypes of style pretty cool so it's each house yeah so many mysteries so many chests to open love that so many puzzles so many doors so I I will say there's one thing I wish was in the game what I wish that there was um, maybe maybe I just haven't been able to find it if someone does know just DM me and let me know I wish that there was uh, a potions list that you could just look at in your in your archives, like in your notebook, to list off what each potion that when you buy the recipe, that you can just look at what you need for ingredients. Because you obviously when you get into your brewing it, you'll see like oh I need it says oh you have all these items specific for that. But like sometimes I'm out there and I'm like oh wait what is this one for? Like what do I need if, if I'm already out here? What can I buy for this specific potion? So I wish that I could just look at a piece of paper that says Endurance Potion requires these ones. The Invisibility clo- uh, Potion requires these ingredients. So the I, internet, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. But I just wish it was in the game. You yeah. Know? I don't want to have to pull up my phone and like Google search it. Yeah, there's no like – because you can't look at the recipes. Exactly. In you can buy – th- I don't think you can. You buy them, but then I've looked and I couldn't find anything. The only um, written documents in your inventory are the notes that you collect along the game. Yeah. Also, a time saver is when you're brewing potions. I just have like five potion tables in my room of requirement. And then you can just, oh, you can set all of genius. them. You can start a potion, then you can leave the table and start a potion somewhere else. Because some of them take 15 seconds, some of them take uh, 30 seconds. And you don't have to be watching it yeah. brew. You can just yeah. walk away from the table while it's brewing, and then you just go collect them. I didn't even think of doing so that. So make a bunch of potions tables, and then just potion, 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 so that you can just have them. It's a factory. Oh, yeah, it's literally <laughs> it's a, a factory. factory. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's genius. Some of them are 30 that. seconds. I'm yeah. like, I was like, this got to be... I'm not sitting here for 30 seconds every time I make a potion. Yeah. So I'm like, can I make another potions table? Of course I can. Clearly. Oh my god, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Great idea, man. You just saved me a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna watch me brew 30 seconds of potions. Like, god yeah. damn. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. So it would be cool if you could just do like a batch of like five wiggle one. 
You can because I just got fertilizer and increases the yield of. That's your... for growing a plant, but not. For, I'm talking about brewing a potion. Okay. Like I wish you could just brew like six at once, like brew them. I believe you can upgrade to bigger tables eventually. So okay. Bigger potions tables. Got it. To brew oh yeah, I saw them yeah. in the in the. I saw. I remember seeing the inventory. Yeah. yeah. But this game's exciting. It's it's intense. It's engrossing. It's so immersive. I've never really played anything like it before in my entire life. It's com- It's kind of like. Like, the last really big RPG game I ever played is probably, like, Zelda. <laughs> like, Ocarina of Time on N64. Because I've never... Was really... it Arkham RPG? Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah, I guess. But that wasn't, like, as big as this. That was... there's I didn't really do all, like, the side stuff. I feel like Arkham was bigger than this. True, but it was... It was no. No way. I don't know. Not even close, dude. Maybe. Not even close. Um, <laughs> this is... You're this, like, get out of here. Dude. Dude, come on! That's cute. This is, that's really that's really funny. Um, Arkham's maybe as big as Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm thinking of the other, the one where you're out in the city. Is know. that Arkham, the uh, Batman one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel, um, yeah it's not I as guess, big. It's not as explorable right. as this. This is insane. This uh-huh. is on a different level, but it's so fun, and I'm having a blast. And I can't wait to play some more this weekend. And then I have to not play it for five days, and I'll be, <laughs> I'll be cold turkeying it. I'll meet me and Juno. It's cute because Juno comes and sits on the in the living room with us while while one of us plays. He loves hanging with the boys. He's, he'll, he'll just sit next to you. Like he loves hanging chilling. with the boys. It's great. <laughs> he, I wonder what house he'd be. He'd probably be Hufflepuff. Yeah, he seems like a Hufflepuff yeah. kind of guy because yeah. he's not brave. He's a, yeah, he's not ambitious. Yeah, he's just like yeah. He loves eating grass. What are the traits of Hufflepuff? You're 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 loyal. You're you're a good friend. Yeah, he's he's a good friend. I guess he can be. Yeah. Cause he, Huffle- he, but he eats grass, so and he likes to hang out in the in the yard. So he likes nature. He stares at nature all day. So yeah, he's, he's definitely Hufflepuff. Sense of justice, loyalty, patience, and propensity for hard work. You None know, of those. That doesn't even sound like Juno <laughs> nope, at all. I don't think Juno he's Slytherin. He wouldn't be sorted. He's Slytherin. No, he's, he's too evil. He does bite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty dark. All right, that wraps our initial reactions to Hogwarts Legacy. We'll talk about this game some more in the future, but thanks so much for tuning into this. We hope you're having as much fun as we are. Please hit us up with any tips or tricks or any answers to the questions that we have. Oh, yeah, If you've please. discovered stuff, because I'm sure some of you listening are way further than us along in the game, but it's been a blast. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of Lost Podcast. Don't miss yesterday's episode of the show where we talked about humanity versus technology in film, some of our favorite movies dealing with the concepts of that. Man vs. Machine, The Matrix, Terminator, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Ex Machina, Metropolis. We talked about maybe 20-something movies as well as Black Mirror, those episodes as well in that series. So tune into that. If you haven't, if you missed it, you're not going to want to miss it. So don't miss it, <laughs> and you'll never miss it. <laughs> Nothing has been missed. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.